your favorite cartoon characters will help you understand how drugs and alcohol can ruin your life. So watch the program. Talk about it with your family. Welcome to Special Presentation with Mike and Ethan, or Elf Will Not Be Seen Tonight. Well, you've you've seen what happens when I introduced Mike to the Land of Oz, and just recently I introduced Mike to Transformers, and now we are getting on to my next big hyper-focus. It's the Muppets! We got to look at Muppet Babies! Well, you know, when you feel it's kind of weird, but you wish that you were there... Just close your eyes and make believe. You can be anywhere. <laughs> so, Muppet, 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 Muppet. Bye, bye, I know that you're a big fan of Muppet Babies. I seem to recall that Oralina was one, too. I think you sung, sang the theme song on your last podcast with her. Yeah, um, I, I think it was... Um, yeah, I was uh, I was a big Muppet Babies fan as a kid. I, I distinctly remember uh, in the Saturday morning cartoons, uh, for whatever reason, Muppet Babies and Wuzzles were the only two Saturday morning cartoons that I really cared about. Mm. Um, because uh, the other cartoons that I cared about were all on weekday afternoons. That's when they showed mm-hmm. Ghost, the real Ghostbusters and that's when they showed DuckTales. And mm. And you never knew when Dinosaur was going to be on because they kept switching that around. They really tried to kill that. And they did. But what are you going to do? But Muppet Babies, yes. Um, So Muppet Babies and Wuzzles were the only two with upright animals to watch. Yes. Well, you know, I'm a dirty furry, so. (laughs) That's why I don't cotton with Babscon. Those ponies walk on four legs. What the fuck? (laughs) They should be walking around on two. I, I look at this and I'm like, what is this? I don't know what I'm looking at. I can't get off to this. Um, <laughs> Greetings to all of our listeners at BabsCon. <laughs> yeah. Have, have, I uh, hope you're having fun at the Bay Area's only uh, My Little Pony convention since 2014. Um, I'm, re- I'm reading off of the, uh, the, the card they gave me right now. <laughs> I'm acting like they paid us to say that. No, no, he didn't. Well, they didn't pay us to say it, but uh, if you're at BabsCon, go buy, go get some uh, cool art at Princess Crimson's uh, stand. You know that she'll actually give you a discount if you can beat her at Smash. <laughs> now, what's that name again? Princess Crimson. <laughs> Princess Crimson getting the official uh, uh, special presentation or Alpha will not be seen tonight. Uh, shout out bump. So hell yeah. yeah. Too bad it'll, it'll probably air on the day that it's already ended. <laughs> Oh, well, you know, there's a long tail. Maybe, uh, yeah. gosh, we'll come you back know, next year. Yeah. <laughs> gosh, you know what? Maybe you could Google, uh, uh, princess crimson on the internet and find where, uh, her art, where goods and services are sold. Yeah. Possibly I, at the Twitter, uh, handle at P R I N C R I M Prin crim. Oh, uh, Hey, that, that almost rhymes. Yeah. Almost. Almost. Yes, it stands for Princess Crime. 
<laughs> well, well, everyone knows the best crimes are committed by princesses. <laughs> you know. Muppet Babies. <laughs> Muppet Babies. Uh, yes. So we were speaking of, they're like the regular Muppets, but they're babies. Um, yes. And this was really the first of the, uh, you know, the baby versions of cartoon characters to uh, really get off the ground. Now, now, Mike, do you know where the Muppet Babies came from? Um, well, when a Muppet Daddy and a Muppet Mommy love each other very much. Um, no, tell me the, the genesis of the Muppet Babies. Well, the Muppet, the, the, most people's first look at the Muppet Babies came from the movie The Muppets Take Manhattan, wherein mm -hmm. we have a number of... Wherein we have a scene where Kermit and Piggy are having a fantasy about what it would have been like if they'd grown up together instead of in this movie they met in college, which is kind of confusing. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so, yeah. we got, so we got to see. So many people's first look at the Muppet Babies came from this this uh, brief uh a musical number where Baby Piggy and Kermit and Fozzie and Gonzo and Scooter all made their first appearances. But the very first appearance of the Muppet Babies. You're not ready for this. Uh, the first place. Me, yeah. What? Yeah. Tell me what, the, what is the very first appearance of the Muppet Babies? Their very first appearance was on the January 1st. 1984 Muppet Show comic strip. What? Yeah. So there is a Muppet. Wait a minute. Yeah, there is a Muppet Show comic strip, isn't there? Yes, it was drawn by uh, Guy Gilchrist, the guy who later went on to be be the head of Nancy for a while and then kind of slunk away in Me Too disgrace. I was going to say, was he the sex pest uh, Nancy guy or the uh, not the original Nancy guy? So not the original Nancy guy. No. Um, OK, so uh, that's interesting. I did know that there was a Muppet comic strip because people keep posting um, people keep posting like three or four comics where Gonzo says something and they're all like, that's a non-binary mood. Um, Cause I think it's the one where it's like, Gon where there's three restrooms, like men, women, and weirdos and Gonzo is yes. going to the weirdos room. And, yeah. I, uh, ha I had a collection that had that cartoon in it, men, women, and he chooses whatever. That's oh whatever. Sorry. Um, I don't know. Is, is Gonzo officially a weirdo before the Muppet babies cartoon show? Cause I think he, the, yeah, I think the, uh, the the Muppet Muppet Babies was uh, where where it debuted. Right. So, you know, he is. You know, they don't even know what they don't know what he is. And in Muppets from Space, he was portrayed as an alien. But later, later, uh, Gonzo Gonzo has in person gone on to say, "Nah, that was just a movie." Well, um, that's I think for the best because I really do think it diminishes Gonzo's mystique to to uh, let us know what he is. Um, I also, also Muppets in space. We've, have we discussed Muppets in space before on the show? I Muppets feel like from space has some, uh, I mean, I think it is the, you know, compared to, uh, compared to Muppet Christmas Carol and, uh, Muppet treasure Island. It is the least of that trilogy, but that's like being slow for a bullet. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's, I, I would agree with you. I think, um, because Muppet Treasure Island and Muppet uh, Christmas Carol are both so good. They're so good. 
uh, probably the best versions uh, filmed of either of those stories, to be honest. Um, Muppets from Space is more of, I feel like it's more of a trifle. You know, it's not yeah. not bad, but it doesn't have the same oomph. Um, they they it, made some strange decisions in there. Right? I, I always wondered why it had an all funk soundtrack. <laughs> yeah, I, I think I always just figured because it was like, oh, we really want Clifford to be big in this one. And Clifford is like, I think his name is Clifford. He's the, the kind of purple, like funky monkey type guy. Yeah, he's they they say he sort of looks like a catfish. Yeah, this was he was kind of uh, Kevin Clash's uh, the big character as part of the Muppet Theater troupe. Right. One, of course, he's better known for being Elmo and uh, Baby Sinclair. Oh, is he the disgraced Elmo or? Yeah, he is. Huh, theme for tonight's episode, apparently. Yeah. Um, well, I, well I, I mean, this this might be. You know, this might be a little spicy, but I, I do not. I think he was done dirty. I think Kevin Clash maybe didn't do nothing wrong, but did significantly less than uh, his punishment uh, warranted. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not familiar with the uh, the story other than that he's, um, you know, he's on the outs, so I can't say anything. Yeah. Wasn't he also the spider in Mixed Up Mother Goose or something? Maybe. You remember that thing we? Do you remember that thing we saw? Mother Goose, Rock and Rhyme, or something? Oh, oh, you, oh you're thinking of Ben Vereen? No, no. Oh no, because I remember there was like a spider or, who had an Elmo voice, but that's not the same guy. <laughs> nope, not the same dude. <laughs> okay, it's like oh, this is a great podcast. We're giving you all such great information. It's just us being like, well, was this guy and this other thing? I don't know. Um, but anyway, the thing about Muppets of Space that I found the most strange the strangest thing was just the fact that they had that inexplicable dawson's creek cameo uh <laughs> towards the end it's so weird it's just it's it's um uh pacey and other character i don't know what they are because it's it's now 2023 dawson's pacey. creek i think the character's name was pacey um i don't remember because oh, take your word for it. I never yeah. watched Dawson's Creek. Well, yeah, that's the thing is like Dawson's Creek was was like, I mean, it was a phenomenon in, you know, like, I don't know, for a hot minute in the 90s. Like Menomina? it was Menomina. I mean, it was <laughs> it was very big among, you know, the teeny bopper demographic. And so I think they were like, let's, you know, uh, Muppet movies are kind of famous for their um, uh, nonstop cameos. So yeah. maybe they were like, yeah, these are people are big, but it was weird. I'm up in space because I felt it was the only cameo in the movie. They just suddenly had uh, these two Dawson's Creek characters standing around saying, gosh, I wonder where Dawson is. And it's like, oh, I get it because they're from Dawson's Creek. Um, but it really makes like when you watch them up in space, it really does feel like a relic of that particular time period, you know, of the late 90s. Um, not just because of the Dawson's Creek thing, but also just the whole concept of oh, of Muppets from space, because it's got the whole like government conspiracy, men in black thing going on. It feels very X-Files, you know? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And, and the whole thing with like, oh, we're going to meet the aliens and all the hippies are out there with signs saying like, you know, take me with you. It's like this, this was a thing in the 90s, wasn't it? Like people going out into the desert to hang out at vortexes and hope that the aliens took them. Um, yeah, you know, like the Raelians, right. Yeah, yeah. I feel like that the 90s was the last time when when conspiracy stuff was like fun. 
you know because it was like oh we we just we love the aliens are coming and now it's all just like yeah the aliens are actually like uh, jewish space lizards and they've uh they're shooting lasers to create forest fires and covid and they also created covid in order to trick us all into being gay um so yeah conspiracies are bad it worked (laughs) it's true (laughs) we're all gay now (laughs) uh gay for high prices anyway (laughs) No, wait, I so, said it wrong. It's gay for low prices. Oh, okay. <laughs> gay for going to Itchy and Scratchy Land. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> We're gay for going to Mount Splashmore. <laughs> uh, so I shared the uh, the original debut strip with you. We have got uh, we have got the five of the Muppets lined up in front of the makeup, and Scooter is saying, uh, The famous night's New Year's show is everything old is new again. Time to report to makeup now. The show starts in two hours. And the Muppets all file into makeup. And then we have Scooter knocking on the door and uh, it's almost showtime. Is everyone ready? Wow! And the (laughs) Muppet babies emerge from the makeup door. And goes, it's amazing what they can do with makeup nowadays. Wow. Um, And it looks like uh, Fozzie Animal and Piggy are basically exactly how they appear in the Muppet Babies cartoon show. Uh, yeah. though Gonzo, Gonzo is wearing a, a, bon- a bonnet that he doesn't normally have. No, no. And Kermit, as you can see, is in fact a tadpole. So, yeah. So he's younger than the Kermit in the Muppet Babies TV show. He's uh-huh. more about the age of Robin in the Muppet Babies TV show. Yeah. Um, I think Robin was only in one episode, if I recall, but a couple. Um, Except he, oh, okay. he actually returned as a slightly more adult froglet in the, the recent Muppet Babies uh, re- review. That's right. There was a 2018 Muppet Babies series, wasn't there? Yes, it went on for another uh, went on for another three years and uh, gathered a little bit of uh, controversy in the episode where Gonzo decides to try women's clothing. Oh, really? Well, I'm yeah. glad... Well, I, I'm glad that they that uh, Gonzo is now canonically uh, yes. uh, non-binary or mm-hmm. something. I guess I'm not sure that I'm assuming they did not specifically say what Gonzo. No, they is. just said that if you want to wear a princess gown, you can. Well, good for Gonzo. Mm-hmm. Um, now, um, that the new 2018, that's one where they, they have a penguin all of a sudden, right? Yes, they introduced a new female character named Summer, and then they introduced another one in the third season by having, but and now they introduced Rosie, who was now Fozzie's adopted younger sister, who was a koala. Oh, okay, that's cute. Um, I guess yeah, they they is Skeeter in the new show too, or no, she's not. Oh, okay. Um, that's interesting choice because obviously they were like look we need to get some girls in here because otherwise unfortunately the the muppet show itself was kind of a boys club there are very few uh female characters and even fewer that are actually performed by female puppeteers i was gonna say i think there as i recall there's really only i can only think of three female muppets that are recurring um and that's you know miss piggy janice and uh, camilla yeah, let's see. In addition, let's see. The the one who is best known for, you know, being a female Muppet performed by a female puppeteer is Annie Sue, who's not a very, very uh, prominent character at all. I've never heard of this Muppet. 
Annie Sue is a is basically Miss Piggy's worst nightmare in that she's a younger, slimmer pig who is super talented. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, I'm looking her up now. Um, I I don't recall ever seeing uh, Annie Sue, but but interesting. So this is our only uh, girl performed Muppet. Yeah, as far as I can tell, I mean a lot there. There's no shortage of uh, of girl voices, but usually they were just being dubbed over. Mm. However, it should be noted that the original Muppet troupe of only two was a man and a woman. It was Jim Henson and Jane Nebel. Oh, sorry. I thought you were going to say that the actual Muppets were uh, were a girl. No, like no. A, and I was going to say, like, wait, you mean Wilkins and Wilkins? I didn't know. <laughs> Wilkins is a girl. <laughs> That would, uh, if you have a daughter, name her Wonkins. <laughs> this is a message from special presentation. <laughs> um, so I was trying to look, sorry to interrupt. I was trying to look up girl Muppets and, uh, I, I have found apparently some, um, Spanish artists on DeviantArt has done some fan art of all the girl mm. Muppets. Uh, oh, sure. here, I will put this in the chat. I don't, I recognize a uh, very few of them. Uh, but you may know them better. So yes. here, like I said, look. this is my hyper focus. I can tell you a lot about the goddamn Muppets, the yeah. mucking so, Fuppets. So tell so, me who these Muppets are, because I okay, know Janice uh, and Miss Piggy, but. OK, yeah. You see Annie Sue right there next to Miss Piggy. Right, and, right. Uh, and there's Janice and Camilla. And we have another rat. I forget what her name is, though. I've seen her and Rizzo together. Uh, I was yeah. I feel like there are a lot of rats, so yeah. Um, but okay. who are these? Who are these other ones though? Because there's a uh, there, there's this hag type character who looks like she looks like she's in the from those fairy tale. Um, yes, that thing. Her name is Tamanilla Grinderfall. Mm, okay. She, uh, yes, and she is like the Muppets original and, in my opinion, best witch. If you haven't <laughs> seen the Muppet Frog Prince, she will make you laugh so hard in the Muppet Frog Prince. <laughs> Have a popover, Froggy. <laughs> I am very interested in this. Um, uh, I don't know who this character is, but this kind of Goth Prairie Dawn looking character. I don't recognize her either. I don't know where oh. she came from. Wow. So we've, we've, we've stumped you. We found a Muppet stumper for you, Ethan. Yeah. Oh, but the one on the left with the beak, her name is Mildred and she appears in the Muppet Valentine show, which was the very first, uh, you know, kind of, uh, what do you call it? Pilot for the Muppet show, which was very different in that it had the Muppets all living in a boarding house together. And, uh, instead of having special guests, celebrities just kind of showed up and said, hi, can I come in? <laughs> oh okay so a little bit different yes. um yeah. oh i actually just realized if i scroll down it actually identifies who these characters are um it looks like her name is trilby huh oh oh now i recognize her yes so who is she <laughs> uh she appeared in like one sketch as a as an assistant to a magician who was transforming her into all different kinds of animals while she sang <laughs> oh, this 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 sounds like it would have been very formative for me if I had seen it as a child. I'll I'll bet, yeah. <laughs> uh, but I will say this artist drew her uh, way hotter than the actual puppet was. <laughs> oh really? Oh oh darn. Well, um, anyway, yeah. So uh, I guess 
So is Trilby, it sounds like that, is that the name that this artist gave her then? Or is that actually her official name? She's only been in one skit. Uh, oh, no, it's not. It's not her official name. No. Uh, oh, OK. No, Trilby is uh, where the name Svengali comes from. Oh, and... OK. Gotcha. Gotcha. Um, okay. Oh, OK, I've got a I've got a uh, photo of her here. And I guess I guess she is basically a whatnot, a uh, a random puppet that they uh, turned into this character. But maybe not since she had to have a switchable head to have a bunch of different bodies. Oh, yeah. Um, I guess I'll have to watch the skit. Um, you know, um, as we're talking about, uh, we, we've been talking about these gender bend in Muppets for a little bit <laughs> at this point. Um, what with um, uh, uh, g- girl Muppets performed by guy puppeteers and yep. guy puppeteers, perf- uh, girl puppeteers performing guy Muppets and then Gonzo's thing. Um, when we were watching them- that one of the not to mention that we were talking about uh, Kevin Clash, who basically, you know, was forced out of being the Muppets out of the Muppets because of what he did to hide being gay. Mm, mm. Yeah. Um, so what I I didn't know this, but when I was looking at the Muppet Baby cast list from the 80s version of the Muppets, mm-hmm. um, uh, you know, we have some uh, we have, I assume, some some ladies here. Uh, Katie Lay, or Lie as Ralph. Katie and Lee, yes, I, I Katie looked Lee? her up, and she has quite the uh, the resume. She was yeah. a major figure in a lot of these, uh, a lot of eighties uh, 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 cartoons. Uh, she was Sunny Gummy on the Gummy Bears, and oh. she was Honker on Darkwing Duck. And, oh wow yeah yeah um, and uh she was the voice of dumbo on dumbo's circus oh i remember that that horrible mm-hmm. puppet show um, <laughs> uh oh, now and a special presentation connection she was stellar on robot man and friends oh wow wow so she has she's a working actress yes um, absolutely and still still to this day yeah, and we also have uh, Russi Taylor as Gonzo in the 80s. And Russi Taylor is, you know, a legend in the business. Yes, I think we've talked about her before. She's uh, yes. Minnie Mouse, isn't she? Yeah, she's Minnie Mouse, and she's uh, uh, Martin Prince, quite a lot of number of yeah. characters. She's Birdie the Early Bird, quite a few characters. Oh, yeah, yeah. Now, it's not unusual to have, you know, women playing the voices of small children in cartoons. That That's pretty, yes. you know, that's very standard. But what I thought was very funny is that Skeeter is performed by Frank Welker of all people. Yeah. And it's like, wait a minute. So the, the, the girl, you didn't, you didn't get a girl to play the girl. That's, <laughs> that is very funny to me. Um, not saying that Frank Welker isn't great at it because he's Frank Welker. He's great at everything Absolutely, he does. Yeah. Um, it's just so odd that they were like Skeeter. Yeah. Yeah. Frank Welker for that character. It's like, all right. Um, he also does Kermit and Beaker, um, who does not appear in the episode we watched, but, uh, yeah, does. Bunsen and Beaker are, I guess, uh, occasional uh cast members on uh on muppet babies and later on and in like the eighth season they added another new character and it's actually my favorite muppet of all time bean bunny oh i didn't know that bean bunny was ever on muppet babies yeah he now he didn't quite have the same kind of bean bunny-esque appeal because his whole you know his basically the only thing he ever did was uh i'm new here what do we do now oh um I always felt like so Bean Bunny was kind of he was originally from like Muppets Tonight, wasn't he? Or what was the big uh, Jim no, Henson first, Hour? Sorry. 
he first showed up on a uh, special that Jim Henson did called The Tale of the Bunny Picnic, which was like an Easter special. And then he uh, showed up on the Jim Henson Hour uh, as, you know, as their satire of people who think the Muppets are supposed to be cute. Mm-hmm. So K- Kermit specifically says the rest of us all got tired of being cute. So we hired Bean to do it. Um, I always felt like Bean Bunny was the was kind of the he was the only uh, Jim Henson Hour Muppet that seemed to hang around afterwards. Um, the others seemed to kind of vanish into the ether. Um, Except for Clifford. Clifford was lucky enough to uh, get to be the host of Muppets Tonight. Oh, yeah, that's true. He's still I remember he seen him in a couple things and he was in Muppets in Space, of course. Mm-hmm. Um, but like you never see like, what is it? Leon, I think, who's the purple. Yeah, the last time guy. I saw Leon, he was appearing on a show. He was appearing on. Uh, oh, damn. What's that guy's name? He's dead now. <laughs> he had his own talk show. Oh, no, Larry um, King. He appeared in a Larry King episode that was being guest hosted by Kermit the Frog. And he had he brought Leon on and said, we'd like you to meet our friend Gingrich the Newt. Oh, I do remember that, actually. Um, it was a different time. That was the height it of sure hilarity. Was. <laughs> um, I also As we've I, always said uh, the, the Clinton years were the last time we could laugh at politics. Do you was that the episode where uh, Kermit kept promising he was going to have a prominent White House guest? And uh, and we were all like, of course, it's going to be a socks puppet. We all know. We know it's going <laughs> to be. And it was. Um, huh. But uh, uh, but still, we, we it was the 90s. We didn't have Internet. If you know, there were only like five channels on TV. So if you got to see a puppet on TV, it was a good night. Yes. Um, but uh, anyway, um, also apparently. So so let's talk about the Muppet Babies. Let's let's yes. just, let's let's finally talk about the Muppet Babies. Um, uh-huh. These were the first you said the first of that the that wave of uh, baby versions of prom of pre-existing adult characters. Yes. Apparently they'd appeared in a little bit of merchandise between uh, now and between the show's debut and that first comic strip. But uh, yeah, first there was the first there was the comic strip and which gave you the preview for them. And then they showed up in Muppets Take Manhattan, which was a huge deal. And then apparently Jim Henson himself developed the idea for this show. So Hmm. and Hmm. he was I think he was pretty proud of it, but uh, do you know about Muppet about Little Muppet Monsters? I do not know about Little Muppet Monsters. The intention was to expand Muppet Babies to a full hour by including a whole new show with it called Little Muppet Monsters. This was going to have, for one thing, actual Muppets, not just animation. And hmm. it and it was going to be bolstered with cartoons featuring the adult Muppet characters. There are some okay. that involve like Kermit and Fozzie as detectives, and then there's uh, uh, pigs in space stories and stuff like that. Now, the thing is, this show is largely considered to be lost media because after three episodes, they were replaced. The little Muppet Monsters part was just replaced with a second episode of Muppet Babies and nobody cared. So, uh-huh. so have you has anyone seen these three episodes? Yeah, the three episodes are available, but uh, supposedly there were there were supposed to be 13 episodes. And for a long time, people have been wondering what happened to those 13 episodes. And we recently found out that it's not lost media. Marvel Productions just never made them in the first place. Oh, well, that's Marvel for you. Um, 
Okay. Sheesh. So, so um, I guess it's not, Jim Henson was really kind of fond of this sort of thing because that was kind of what the Jim Henson Hour was as well. It was kind of two, you know, two things stuck together like that. Yeah, he which... really had to do multimedia kind of things. He was always looking for ways to, uh, you know, because as he said in Secrets of the Muppets, the real the real way that the Muppets work is that they appear on television and they do things that you can only do on television mm, because, yeah. he, because before, before Jim Henson came along, this is getting real deep into TV history. They had puppet shows on TV, but they would actually have like a puppet stage and mm -hmm. then the, they just point the camera at it. Jim Henson's big innovation was, well, what if the TV itself was the puppet stage? Then you could actually look, more closely at the puppets. Oh, but then you can see how badly painted they are and how big the stitches are. You better, we better really refine them and make them out of soft materials so that they can have uh, more distinct expressions. Right. And I mean, also they could do things that puppets can't do because, mm -hmm. you know, now you can use special effects. Yeah, um, you can use special effects. You can use camera cuts. There's yes. a special where they actually show how Gonzo picks up a phone by he puts his hand on the phone and then they cut to a different shot where he's got his hand glued to the phone so he can pick it up. Yeah. Who is that? Who is that on the phone? <laughs> he didn't say. <laughs> I remember that. bit. Was that Secrets of the Muppets that that was in? Yeah, that was a great one. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah. I, that episode I, was. Um, well, it is. It is always funny when the Muppets acknowledge that they are, you know, puppets. Yes. When, like and the, the thing about it is that they know they're puppets, but they think it's very rude to point it out. Yeah. Well, like, I remember that. Wasn't it the thing where, where uh, Fozzie's like, don't look down, Kermit. There's someone down there. <laughs> and they and in the, the Muppets salute Jim Henson, they notice their puppeteers for the first time. And they're like, what are those people down there doing down there? Hey, look, when we move, they move. Try it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, they so Muppet Babies. Uh, we are doing away with the conceit that they are puppets, though. They yes. are they are just they are real uh, frog and pig and dog people. And yeah, um, well, let's see which which Muppets become babies. Who are the Muppet okay. babies? Are the Muppet babies are, of course, Kermit the Frog, Fuzzy Bear, Miss Piggy, uh, uh, Scooter, who is not any particular kind of animal, Skeeter, right. who isn't even a Muppet. Right. Animal, who, again, not any particular kind of animal. Ralph the dog and Gonzo the whatever. Yes. Sometimes joined by uh, by uh, Bun by Bunsen Honeydew and Beaker and Bean Bunny. Right. So the 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 big the main Muppets are here. Yes. Um, the the Muppets that I think kids like the most. Um, yeah. We don't. We don't get uh we don't get baby crazy Harry. We don't get a baby Luzealand, you know, <laughs> baby fog. Uh, yeah, <laughs> we don't get a baby Sweetums. Um, oh, we get that of the new Muppet babies. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. OK, cool. Yeah, Sweetums is their next door neighbor. He's really cute. Oh, that's fun. Um, we don't get, though, uh, there is no baby. Um, uh, there's no baby Sam the Eagle. Actually, that's that's. The one that actually would be kind of surprising because I feel like he's prominent enough that he could get a baby. Um, he did get a baby in the new one, too. Oh, he's in the new one. Oh, OK. Yeah. Um, now, Camilla is not a Muppet baby, but Gonzo has a stuffed toy chicken that he named Camilla in this. Yeah, he will. 
Yeah. Can you imagine how creepy that would be if your boyfriend was like, yeah, I had a uh, doll named after you when I was a kid. Yeah, that's that's definitely what an odd coincidence. <laughs> Very. Um, um, OK, yeah, these these are actually kind of cute designs with these uh, these ba- baby Sam and baby uh, uh, Sweetums. Um, yeah. Now, well, a pe- funnily enough, Dr. Teeth appeared in person as a real Muppet, so he's still an adult. In the new one or the old Muppet Babies? In the new one, yeah. Gotcha. That's interesting. Um, apparently, I I never noticed this, but uh, apparently Statler and Waldorf also appeared in the old Muppet Babies. But yeah, they, they were... had a kind of avuncular relationship with the babies. Yeah, they were just, they weren't babies. They were just adults, um, which <laughs> makes sense. It would be funny if they were babies. <laughs> it, it would be. It would be like, do you remember that, that show? Do you remember there was, there was this show? That was like um, it was like about little little baby George Bush. Do you remember this show? It was like a little cartoon. Bush that was on like Comedy Central or something. Yeah, right? you know, it was it was back in the day when that was a sort of thing that was, and it was like it's little George Bush and all his friends, little Dick Cheney, and you know all them. They're hanging out, and then like Dad Dad George Bush Senior, who was an adult, would come and say hi to them. It's like, isn't he like? Younger than Dick Cheney in real life? What's going on here? <laughs> this show doesn't make any sense. I hope someone got fired for that blunder. Um, but anyway, yeah. So Stalin and Waldorf are are adults, and they're just, you know, uh, but they come to visit occasionally. I think they call them uncles. In fact, um, in the yeah. show. Yeah. the 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 nature of the babies is kind of confusing. Is like because you know one that really doesn't work is Fozzie because we know his mother. We've seen Emily Bear. Why is he with this nanny all the time? Oh Why does he yeah, sleep there. <laughs> there's uh there's well you know there uh there's a lot of things that I think that that um uh they retconned for the babies you know because yeah in the in the new series that makes a little more sense because uh, she isn't they don't just call her nanny her name is in fact Miss Nanny and she's a preschool teacher so they go there for the day. Oh, that does make sense. Um, apparently, it is established in the new Muppet Babies that uh, Nanny is Jewish. Interestingly, oh, that's cool. Yeah. Um, so I, I, um, and and the the original Nanny is the mother, I think, of Miss Nanny from the new Muppet Babies. Oh, really, Barbara Billingsley? Yeah, the mom from uh, uh, was it uh, was it Leave It to Beaver? That's right. So June Cleaver plays the voice is the voice of Nanny in the Muppet yes. Babies, and. <clears throat> Um, and, um, her daughter or not, not June, Cle- sorry, not Barbara Willingsley's daughter, but Miss Nanny of the new Muppet babies is, is the original Nanny's daughter, I think is what oh. they said. Um, and I don't since know she's if- not married. I guess Nanny's na- real name was Nanny. Yeah. Um, yeah. So her, 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 it's Miss Nanny and then her mom was Nanny. So I guess it's her name was Nanny Nanny, like <laughs> Mario Mario. <laughs> Maybe she's Hawaiian. Yeah. <laughs> Um, we wouldn't know so, we never see her face that's true yeah so nanny's big thing if you haven't seen the Muppet babies is that we never see her face she is just you know we usually see her from the waist down just these striped socks mm-hmm. uh so she's kind of like you know like cerebellum in the uh, powerpuff girls yeah, exactly. or or cow and chicken's parents you know it's that kind of thing um of course and, we saw in the original cow and chicken uh uh, promo or pilot that uh, no, you are seeing all of their parents. They don't exist from the waist up. I mean, that's kind of funny. I actually really like that. Um, 
They they never show they never revisit that in the series though I think so Good. it's always just I'm glad. yeah yeah it works um, once <laughs> yeah yeah it's uh it's I mean I I think it's a funny gag um, the um, the official model for nanny does not include a head at all because they didn't want anyone you know making a mistake and thinking she was supposed to have one oh wait a minute the, the, they made a toy of nanny. No, I mean the official character model. Oh, okay. Gotcha. Gotcha. Yeah, they would want that leaking and everyone would see it then and be like, that's what she looks like. It's like yeah. when they made the uh, Dr. Claw toy and it's like you saw his face and it's like, what the fuck? Yeah, that's that's that sucks. <laughs> yeah, it's like, what are you doing? No, don't. Don't show Dr. Claw. Oh, God. I, mean, I told you my headcanon for that, right? Uh, Maybe. What is it? Okay, you know how in the opening credits, Inspector Gadget runs up and slaps the handcuffs on Dr. Claw only to find that it's just a glove? Yes. That is Dr. Claw. Dr. Claw is literally nothing but a hand. I actually thought that was what it was when I was a kid. Yeah. I literally did think that. And that's why Claw wants to get Gadget, because Gadget and all of his mechanical stuff was supposed to be Dr. Claw's new body. Oh shit, that's actually pretty good. <laughs> I um I thought that Doctor Claw was literally just a disembodied hand until one day when I was watching Doctor Doctor Gadget. Sorry, Mister. G- sorry, Inspector Gadget. <laughs> oh my god, Nanny Gadget. <laughs> <laughs> Mister Gadget is his father's name. Um, so so uh, Doctor. I can't oh believe how lucky I'd be married to Inspector Gadget. <laughs> <laughs> oh damn that that. That woman, that that you know, Inspector Gadget, married to a woman with a very odd smile on her face. Um, um, so, Doctor, oh my God, what is wrong with me? Inspector Gadget. <laughs> I was watching Inspector Gadget very carefully one day, also as a child, and I noticed that Doctor Claw had two hands, and it blew my mind because I was like, "How is it possible?" In the intro, we clearly see that he is a single disembodied hand. I was very upset. I was like, "Someone, I'm going to write a letter to someone about this." Anyway, um, Muppet Babies. Uh, so, so the Muppet Dr. Babies, Doctor Muppet Babies, <laughs> Doctor Muppet, Muppet and Mister Babies. My favorite. It's my favorite Oakland comic shop. <laughs> oh my god! Um, well, this episode that we watched. Um, not only do the Muppet Babies start in the 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 comic of, of the same name, not of right. the same name, the Muppet comic. Um, there's another reason that we picked this particular episode because this is actually comic related. Yeah, um, I was stunned when I discovered it was like this might be our only opportunity to talk about quite a few comics on the comics page that never got any kind of adaption to our knowledge. Yeah, um, they actually they picked some odd ones to talk about in this yeah <laughs> and i assume uh they it was because they were picked because they had a deal with the syndicate that happened to own those particular comics um, uh, i think the only one they really had yeah they had peanuts and spider-man but those are the only ones that are really named the rest are being referred to very obliquely as like this is that funny comic about the funny soldiers in a funny desert yes um, I think actually they do mention Prince Valiant by name. Yeah, but... they do mention Prince Valiant. They mention Spider-Man and Charlie Brown and Prince Valiant by name, but a bunch of them just get, you know, drawn, but not actually acknowledged. Yes. And most importantly, though, 
No, what's really interesting to me about this one is that it's a whole Spaceman spiff adventure. Yeah, I was wondering about that because um, that's not connected because basically what happens is while the Muppet Babies are reading the Sunday Funnies, uh, Gonzo is having this uh, parallel adventure because they kick him out of the nursery to clean the hallway because he made a mess there. And mm -hmm. he, he's imagining that he's basically Spaceman Spiff. Um, yeah. And I, I was like, you know, you could interpret this as Buck Rogers or Flash Gordon or any of the various space heroes. But he's literally wearing the Spaceman Spiff outfit, the blue shirt with the uh, lightning bolt on it. Yeah. Um, and what this is a later episode of um, Muppet Babies because Bean Season Bunny is six. mentioned. Yeah. So this would be uh, Calvin Hobbes would have existed at this point. Yeah. So, Cal yeah, Calvin and Hobbes was well known at this point. So and also, if you look at the spacey uh, backgrounds that he's walking through, they are pure Watterson. You can really see his the way his like line weights work. Yeah. And I just realized I don't know why I was acting like Calvin Hobbes didn't exist when Muppet Babies premiered because <laughs> yeah, I, I started I about the same year, I think. Yeah, so Calvin Hobbes is from 1985, and I think, yeah, yeah um, same thing, Muppet Babies was, what, 85 or 86, yeah, 85, maybe? Yeah, 85, 86 so. the latest, yeah. Yeah, yeah, so they're, yeah, so they would um, absolutely overlap. Um, <clears throat> um, Calvin Hobbes would be the most modern comic strip mentioned in this episode, if that's the case. Absolutely. Uh, I can't think the, of one that's more recent than it. It's not like they were like, uh, uh, all right, Kermit, read us the Quigmans. Yeah. <laughs> um, it okay, is. Uh, the, uh, Bob Quigman is blowing on a piano and it says, Bob, you have the instructions confused with those of the harmonica. <laughs> Damn, uh, Ethan, that's a really good baby Kermit. <laughs> And I, I, mean, I can do a baby Kermit a lot better than regular Kermit. <laughs> I was going to say, because like, it's not just a Kermit. You're specifically doing a baby Kermit there. Yeah. Um, do you, I, think do you, I, I think I have a bit of a knack for Frank Welker voices. I, I, the only one I can't really do is, you know, Fred. Mm. Well, yeah, let's see. Try and do a beaker. A beaker voice? <laughs> yeah, uh, what's a beaker? That's <laughs> 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 pretty much it, isn't it? Yeah. Oh, what but, about... Uh, the... the uh, What's the skier voice is it's super easy. It's just his it's, it's just high speaking voice that he uses when he kind of wants to sound like he's on Bobby's world. Oh, you're right. It is just it's the Bobby's world voice, isn't it? Yeah, of course. Bobby was done by Howie Mandel himself, who used to be on this show. He used to be the voice of Skeeter and Baby Animal, but uh, now those voices are taken over by Frank Welker, and the new voice on the block is Dave Coulier, who you know also took over for uh, also took over for Lorenzo Music and some other people on uh, on Real Ghostbusters. You know. I he wasn't no, as good. I I, I, know. I I don't have a, any problem with Dave Coulier, as far as I know. I mean, I don't I don't have a beef with him. Um, but look, he slept with Alanis Morissette. That's bit more than I did. Yeah, um, yeah. Didn't she write a song about it? Yeah, she did. I mean, can you believe that Alanis Morissette wrote a song about the cut it out guy and how <laughs> she went down on him in the theater? <laughs> Do you think he did the Mister Woodchuck voice? When he came. <laughs> hey, Alanis, I think I've got world. <laughs> oh, my God. 
Well, Dave Coulier, I will say this. Um, I, I, I loved him in uh, Out of Control. Oh, yeah. Out of Control is great. Go and, back and look, um, watch it sometime if you get a chance. Oh, yeah. That show is so good. That show is so funny. Um, but he's no Lorenzo Music. Um, no, no. I mean, There's a reason that they got him for Bill to play uh, Peter Venkman, but not to play Garfield. Yes. Um, I mean, he was, was never he... even a question. <laughs> no. I mean, I think, what, didn't they just get him because they were like, oh, Bill Murray complains. We better get someone who sounds more like Bill Murray. Yeah, and Bill Murray later went on to say, well, I, I didn't really mean it. It's like, no, nah, you did, Bill. You did. Yeah, it's like, come on, come on. You know, we know. He he suddenly, he realized it was an unpopular thing he did, so now he's trying to backtrack. But sorry, Bill Murray, we all know you're a dick. You're no Dan yeah. Aykroyd. <laughs> um, anyway, the Muppet Babies. Uh, why, why, what, how, what? we were, oh, they were all, the, all these comics that they, yes. that they meet. Yeah, the plot of this episode is that they're excited to uh, get the Sunday funnies because Nanny um, will read them to her, to them. But Nanny is not there today for she has some business to take care of. So they decide to like, well, let's try and make up our own stories just based on what the pictures are, which, you know, I think is what a lot of kids do. Yeah. Yeah. I remember doing that as a kid. And, um, you know, as a as before I could, and, you know, that that's how you learn to read by mm -hmm. gradually uh, piecing together what's happening in comic strips. Um, I, and this is a very typical Muppet Babies plot because, you know, it's about the power of imagination, mm -hmm. which, which is also, I feel like, yeah, you can tell Jim Henson had a lot, had his, his fingers pretty deep into this because mm -hmm. he loves the power of imagination. Um, for some kind of reason, thing. Miss Piggy always pronounces it imagination. Well, you know how she is. She's very refined. Yes. So she has to say it in Spanish. Okay. Yeah, imagination. Um, imagination. <laughs> I, I, also, I did not. I one thing I never liked about the Muppet Babies is I always felt like Gonzo, Gonzo got done dirty in this. Me too. Um, I mean, I identified a lot with Gonzo. He's always been my my favorite Muppet, and I feel like this was written by someone who thought Gonzo was genuinely irritating. Yeah, because the thing is, like, yeah, same thing. I always loved Gonzo. Uh, he was my favorite. I think you know. I, I think everyone identifies with with uh, with him because he's an artist, you know. Yes, you know he's oh, yeah. an artist. He he's all soul. You know he's yes. Gonzo is. You know he'd be like Bill Watterson. He wouldn't want to be. Uh, he wouldn't want to commercialize his art. Yes, and, exactly. And also, he has a crazy fetish. So yeah, we got a yeah, lot going yeah, on. big mood. You know. Um, <laughs> The only the but so Gonzo in, is the most neurodivergent Muppet. <laughs> he is, um, and and my my wife in the next room was just yelling that Gonzo is also her favorite Muppet. So um, <laughs> yeah. I mean, I think everyone yeah likes Gonzo the best. I mean, I think there's questions about your second favorite Muppet probably says more about you because that varies, you know. Um, God, who is my second favorite Muppet? Uh, yeah, who is well, your second favorite Muppet? Well, I guess. I don't know. I guess it's Bean since Gonzo is my default favorite. Oh, okay. Interesting. So Bean Bunny is your second favorite. Yeah. But you never see him anymore. Is there one like a a, a Muppet that's in circulation that's my fa my favorite? I, have, I guess we don't see Clifford anymore either. So shoot. I, I, I think it's fair to like a Muppet that's not in circulation because mm. there's so many of them. They're not always, yeah. you know, because um, my second favorite, I don't think he's around anymore. And that's Beauregard. Beauregard, yeah, he was. He appeared in the Muppet move in the recent Muppet movie, in the Muppets. 
Oh, did he? Oh, oh, yeah, he did. He had a very small part, I think. Yeah, he had a very small part, but at least he was there. Yeah, yeah. Um, but anyway, so... That, mm-hmm. Interesting that, you know, Gonzo, Gonzo, Beauregard, Bean Bunny, three of these are Dave Goals characters. And Dave oh. Goals is the only one of the original Muppet performers that is still with the company. Oh, interesting. He's got to be like 200 years old, though. <laughs> uh, he's he's getting up there, but uh, no, he's... Uh, Let's well. Let's see. Jim Henson and Richard Hunt left us uh, in the at the end of the eighties, and then uh, Jerry Nelson died just a couple of years, actually about ten years ago now. Mm-hmm. And uh, let's and Steve Whitmire had to resign in disgrace. No. Oh, geez, what have what? God, this seems to be a recurring theme. <laughs> all, these, all these puppeteers. Well, actually, uh, it was not a. It was not like a. Uh, any crime or anything it was a breach of collective harmony because he was not happy with how disney treated the muppets and said so and it sounds like the henson family basically had to do what disney said as disney told them and fire him themselves i mean he's not wrong disney's pretty much just like oh these fucking muppets put them in a vault yeah, no I, I wouldn't ever say that them. they treat them quite as bad as say saturday night live did but uh yeah and yeah and a lot of former Muppet performers, including Frank Oz, who is no longer with the group because he has a better job now, he was completely on Steve Whitmire's side. So Yeah. Yeah, his better job is that he is now a wizard yeah. of Oz. <laughs> uh, <laughs> that was one of the best lines in The Muppet Wizard of Oz. Like, nice to meet you, great and powerful Oz. You in a relation to Frank Oz? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I didn't know there was a Muppet Wizard of Oz. Uh, it's it's good. You know, a lot of it's one of those things where other people uh, will, you know, is like, this is the worst Muppet thing. But no, I love it. I, th- I think there is, you know, for one thing, it is it was made by someone who had never seen the MGM movie. So. Oh, <laughs> well, I was going to say, like, I feel like that's tailor made for you. It's like, oh, the Muppets yeah, and absolutely. the Wizard of Oz. <laughs> Yeah, I Muppet mean... Wizard of Oz starring Optimus Prime. Shit. That's, yeah. That's there you go. <laughs> All that good stuff. Um. So, uh, but we were saying, so the thing is, yeah, Don, Gonzo, I feel like in, in this, in the Muppet Babies, they kind of turn him into like Eric from the Dungeon Dragons cartoon. He's, he's the troublemaker, you know, he's always, yeah. you know, getting them. He's, he's always doing always bad shit. Apart from the rest of the group. Have you known, noticed that they keep kind of shoving him to the side to do his own thing while the others are in a group, especially in this episode where his whole plot is that he has to clean up the mess he made, you know, that would take them 10 seconds if they all helped, but no, they keep making him do it himself. It's because they're envy phobic. Oh, <laughs> um, I actually it's probably because the writers realized rightly that Gonzo could probably carry his own plot without help from all these other losers. But <laughs> uh, um, the plucky duck effect. Yeah, because, you know, he is even even uh, I mean, even though I don't particularly like his characterization in the Muppet Babies, I think as a kid, he was still my favorite character because he was Gonzo. So, yeah, yeah. You know, um, I just as a kid, I didn't like the fact that he was always hitting on Miss Piggy because I was like, I don't like they made him a creeper, you know? Yeah, I I feel like they were struggling to uh, get his whole barn animal fetish into the into the thing. You really didn't need to touch on that here. Yeah. <laughs> well, they were probably like, look, we need we, we don't want to make we don't want to make Gonzo look like a weirdo. So instead, we're going <laughs> to make him look like a creeper. Um yeah, we, I, we, we've discussed Gonzo's fetish on the show before, I think. Yeah. <laughs> In length. Um, yeah, and, I, and you know that was pretty much uh, improvised. 
They had oh, this sketch it? where he was where he was trying out chickens like they, they were going to have actual live chickens. And he was like, OK, we're going to we're going to have them dance. So he's just watching these chickens kind of bob around and not dance at all. And they're all terrible. And uh, then at the end, Dave Goals improv the line. Oh, nice legs, though. <laughs> wow. You know, and uh, Star is Born. Yeah. Um, if you ever, just if re- you ever watch the first season of The Muppet Show, you'll notice that Gonzo looks perpetually depressed. He's his he's got this really down expression the whole time. But in the second season, they built a version of Gonzo where he could open his eyes real wide. And that really changed the character. Yeah. Yeah. I've noticed he, that's why he, he's really good with doing the uh, the double takes. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> My favorite thing he does is when he just sort of teleports in and it goes, Kermit, you've got to listen to this. Oh, sorry. I think you cut out for you cut out for a Uh, second there. No, I didn't have anything to say. Hello. Hello. Can you hear me? I can hear you. Can you hear me? Yeah. Sorry. You cut out for a second there, though. Hmm. I must have blown out the microphone there. (laughs) Well, it was like I heard that Gonzo was coming in to say, you got to hear this. Oh, that that was it. Oh, that was it. Okay, good. Because <laughs> suddenly it was like everything went went quiet. And it was I th- I thought it, yeah. Anyway, I thought you were going to say something. Sorry. Oh, sorry. No, no, it's all good. We can cut this out in post. <laughs> no, we won't. <laughs> we can. Yeah, you know, just we can cut this out in post in our imagination. Yeah, there you go. There you go. Sorry, I learned how to edit episodes from Orlina. So you know, <laughs> I I e not. Yeah. Exactly. Um. But uh, so anyway, this episode of the Muppet Babies, we've got um, the I think what drew our, your interest to it was the fact that Croc happens in it of all yeah, the comic Croc strips. Happens, but a lot happens. A lot happens in this one. Yeah. They go into Peanuts, which is name checked. But then they go into the uh, the serious dramatic strips. Yeah. Um, which they say is uh, our nanny's favorite. Yes. Um it's they go to now this one because they don't own the rights to it. They can't say the name. So they go to apartment three B instead of three yeah. G um, mm-hmm. where P- P- Piggy Worthington or worth a lot lives, which is like, yes. okay, but it's so like they're already a, crossing over apartment three G with Mary worth. Yes. I mean, I guess they knew like, look, no kid or for that matter, no adult really cares that much. They're all the same. These dramatic strips. So might as well. Um, what I, think, I like yeah. is that the that apartment three B is credited to Tom Hoing. <laughs> that has that is not a name related to any actual author of apartment. Oh, 3G. so who is Tom Hoing? Just... Tom Hoing. <laughs> yeah, just come up with a funny word. <laughs> Isn't that his name? Hoing. Hoing. Yeah, that's it's not as it's not the actual cartoonist. <laughs> oh man, so that is why do they even? Yeah, that's weird. Um, I guess maybe they were like, no, this is, it's an independent creation. Like, you know, Ricky Rouse or Ronald Ruck. Um, uh, you went out hoeing. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> um, we also get to see, uh, uh, what else do we see in this? Um, there's, there's Spider-Man. Um, yeah, we have Spider-Man. We have a brief moment where, uh, ski or scooter gets transformed into Popeye and then Annie. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Oh, and then finally Prince Valiant. Yeah. 
I, I re what I really like is uh, Piggy's description of uh, what happens in apartment 3B. It's all about nosy neighbors who stick their noses in other people's business. I mean, that is what it's about. <laughs> it's That's also what Mary Worth is about. So, you know. Yes. Um, She's a busybody, a respectable busybody. Yes. Now, apartment 3G, is that the one? It's like three ladies who live in an apartment and then there's this this weird old professor who lives nearby. Yeah, that's the one. I didn't know anything about apartment 3G until this episode. I had to do a little research and I was like, oh, that's where finger quote Margo comes from. Oh, yeah, that's right. Wow, wow, wow. Perfect couple. <laughs> yeah, Margo is pretty great. There, There's a she she is a delightful bitch. Um, yeah. The, the rest of the characters are pretty forgettable. I mostly only know the strip because the comics curmudgeon used to talk about it yeah. a lot. Mm -hmm. um, he was, maybe a, he was a big fan of Apartment 3G. Yes. It ended in yeah. 2015. Oh, damn. So I guess I guess we're not talking about it anymore. No. Um, <laughs> so this is like the only Apartment 3G thing ever. And it's a weird thing with animals that aren't animals like Scooter and Skeeter. Yeah, yeah. Um, pretty much it's just they argue and then Piggy kind of tells them not to argue, I think. That's, that's yeah. it. Um, Piggy is it, very um, shaped in this. Yeah. they they She's looking very, what, Anna Sue? <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, I was like, no, 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 I'm not, I'm not comfortable with, you know, just because you, just because she's playing an old lady doesn't mean you can make her look hot. <laughs> yeah, it's a little, it's a little odd. Um, yeah. But, um, you know, uh, so they, they're doing the, the apartment 3G and then uh, we also, there's a, um, there's a comic that they go to that is never named but it has dinosaurs. And oh, I'm pretty sure that's Alley Oop. That's what I assumed. I, I, I figured it was, it's gotta be Alley Oop. I don't know any other comic that has dinosaurs. Um, I don't know. I mean, there's Calvin and Hobbes, but <laughs> true, but it's not, you know, it's not about dinosaurs. No. And um, if they're, you know, if the dinosaur was it, well, we do have the dinosaur in a spaceship. Maybe that's an homage to Tyrannosaurus and F-14s. Oh, I mean, it could be. I'm, 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 gonna, I'm reaching. That's a reach. Yeah, I'm, I'm guessing. Yeah, they're, they're probably just like it's probably Alley-Oop, which um, would have been a very safe comic to put in here because it was already, what, like 200 years old and probably yeah. out of the out of the newspaper for yeah, how long at this point? was created by Alley-Oop at the time of the caveman. <laughs> I mean, I don't even think that like Alley Oop was around in the uh, the eighties at that point. I think it was. I, you know, it's very hard for a comic strip to die. You know, you gotta you gotta fuck up on a Scott Adams level. Oh yeah, yeah. Good old good old Scott Adams. <laughs> oh, funny. Um, actually, that is the funniest thing that's ever happened to Dilbert. Um, it really is. <laughs> But anyway, so yeah, Alley Oop, I guess, was maybe still around at that point. Uh, Alley Oop is still around now. What? Yep. Really? There's a new episode for today. For today's episode is up already. It has uh, Alley Oop uh, taking voting in a secret ballot, and they have, also uh, he's underwater. Ah. Huh. <laughs> um. So. Wow. Uh, how many newspapers carry Alley Oop in the year of our Lord, 2023? Good fuck. I don't know. Oh, it's, uh, oh, this is new, relatively new, actually. It started in 
it started in 2019 and it's by uh, Joey Allison Sayers and Jonathan Lemon from oh. Joey Allison Sayers Comics and uh, Rabbits Against Magic. So they brought it back like how they brought Pogo back. Yeah, yeah, okay. So it's not so it hasn't been uh continuously going since uh since 1909 or whatever. Yeah. Okay. Um well, um is what it is. Um so Alleyoop is back and um I I, I want yeah, I don't know. I I don't know how many papers would carry uh the new Alleyoop. I'm, I'm sure it's I'm sure the kids love it. Um, At its peak, Alleyoop was carried by 800 newspapers. Today, it appears in more than 600. Huh. Wow. Okay. That's, that's actually not too bad, I guess. Um, well, they, we see a dinosaur, so I guess that's Alleyoop in this. Yeah. Um, but uh, the croc one is funny oh. just because... Oh, sorry? Oh, no, I was wrong. It has run continuously this whole time. They only just switched switched uh, the production team. Oh, so was it the original one? The original 100-year-old yeah, guy doing Alley-oop it? Yeah, is still continuing since 1932. Damn. Wow. Um, so I take back, because I was saying that uh, Blondie was... I, I suspected Blondie was probably one of the oldest comics. I guess not. I guess the appro- I guess it's appropriate that the Caveman one is still around to this day. Yeah, well, there you go. Um, it's from, like you said, from the actual caveman days. So, okay, we have multiple shots of Gonzo in what is so, so clearly a uh, Bill Watterson uh, situation. Even He even has the same little red spaceship. Yeah. A red spaceship on the monitor, your vileness. It's that <laughs> infernal spaceman spiff! Open fire! <laughs> well, um, I guess, you know, they, they had to get something in there. Um, yeah, because, you know, for if you were a kid, as as we were when this came out, uh, that, uh, you know, the comics were synonymous with uh, with Callan and Hobbs at this point. It was it was what we ran to the funnies for. Yeah. So we. Um, yeah. But after so, this, we get the Spider-Man segment and this is really is Spider-Man. That's right. It's actually is that that's Spider-Man's voice, isn't it? Yeah, I think so. Uh, I think it's I forget who does Spider-Man's voice in this. Actually, I think it's at the time it was Dan Gilvezen, uh Bumblebee from Transformers. He was also Spider-Man. Oh, he wow. Was, yeah, he talked about that when I saw him at uh, at BotCon. He talked about I was I've always loved Spider-Man and now it is me. I are <laughs> Spider-Man flipped. <laughs> um and uh we see spider um spiders spider girl who is played by skeeter and spider dog ralph kind of uh squaring off i was kind of disappointed they didn't do the pointing thing that you know is the big meme now (laughs) that would have been we could it comes pretty close actually but you know we never really get a good shot of the two of them pointing at each other yeah unfortunately but we do get to see uh, uh stan lee get jizzed on so that's good yes so if you this is where you can get a gif of stan lee yelling at his drawing board saying hey you kids cut it out there's only one spider-man and then they both <laughs> shoot their webs at him and he gets covered in silly string <laughs> yes it's like that uh, there you go i wouldn't wish this on jack kirby <laughs> <laughs> well um so that's the that's all fun you know, um, 
Yeah, and this is it's the real him. It's not an animation either. They because this was made by Marvel Productions, so he was probably showing up all the time. Well, that was his thing. I mean, Stan mm-hmm. Lee never met a cameo he didn't like. Yeah, Stan. Yeah, the most dangerous place to stand in the Marvel Studios is between Stan Lee and a camera. Yeah. <laughs> well, um... he's all like Stan Smash. <laughs> He, uh, I mean, hey, I can't blame him. Yeah, there's no um, mention of Garfield in all of this, which surprised me. Yeah, possibly well, because uh, I mean, they were on the same network. I think Garfield was next. Oh, was yeah? I guess Garfield was at the same time, wasn't it? Yeah, that's kind of kind of strange that the you know you'd think they'd at least be able to get some footage from Garfield and friends. Well, yeah, I guess they were rivals, so they were like none yeah. of that shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, kind of like how when uh, Mighty Mouse had to uh, fight a giant Pee Wee Herman. <laughs> and as he's winding up to punch, he says, I've been waiting all season to do this. <laughs> Owned. Uh, and we well, also get a shot of uh, of Fozzie as Mr. Beasley and uh, Kermit as Dagwood knocking him down. That actually that was kind of fun. I did like that they they really put some effort in and they had clips from uh we actually saw an animated dagwood and blondie in this um yeah was that from the special we watched last week because i feel like I it might have been it might be new because uh but on the other hand that was dagwood's same voice frank welker you know they had him already yeah so um it seemed it seems right <laughs> um and um, let's see, anything else? Uh, yeah, they even mentioned Mr. Beasley. So they they did their, um, you know, they yeah. did their homework. <laughs> yeah, he, I guess, uh, you know, much like us, uh, uh, Scooter just uh, looks at Wikipedia all day. <laughs> oh, that reminds me. So in the, in the beginning, we have this little bit where they're pretending they're scientists. And, yeah, you know, they're calling. Going on there? <laughs> yeah, it's kind of unrelated to anything, but I guess they were all like, oh, you know, it's uh, we're watching the heavens for the arrival of, you know, the newspaper. Um, but yeah. there's like Dr. Frog and Dr. Bear, you know, but then they yeah. they call Scooter Dr. Smarty Pants, which in, which implies that's his last name, you know, Scooter Cause Smarty the, Pants. Yeah, because it's Scooter Kermit, Smarty Pants, presumably. Yeah. Kermit the Frog, uh, Fozzie the Bear, Fozzie Bear, Kermit Frog. Uh, Kermit the Frog, sorry, I guess is te- yes. technically, um, but it's not Fozzie the Bear. It's it's Fozzie no, Bear. No, they don't share the same middle name, right? But, um, and, and Scooter is well. He said he said in one one Muppet Show episode, somebody asked him, "What are you?" Anyways, like, well, my mother was a parrot, but we're not sure about my dad. It was during the war. <laughs> so yeah, I believe didn't he say he was a gopher at one point? Yes, but not that kind. The kind where, you know, you go for sandwiches. Oh, right. Because his uncle owns the theater, I think. Yeah, that which is sort of weird. How bizarre. You know, Muppet Babies doesn't make any sense in the context of the actual Muppet show. It's like, you know, do you remember the names of the people you went to daycare with, let alone, you know, starting a production company with all of them? And then one <laughs> and then the last one that you didn't know what had happened to turns out that his uncle owns this theater. That is an incredible coincidence. <laughs> it's like, wow. Wow. What who would have thought? <laughs> Nepo babies. <laughs> Also, I always felt that Scooter was kind of done dirty by this show, too, because, you know, he's not really an the Muppet is not really a nerd. 
No. He's not, he's not a computer geek or anything. He's not even particular, portrayed as particularly bright. And No. You know, no I, like glasses equals smart. I guess they were like, look, we need we need to we need to give him some personality, some sort of personality in this show. Uh, he needs and to be the, the nerd. Um, and Bunsen is like, well, why am I here then? Yeah. What was what was Scooter's deal on the actual Muppet show? Like uh, he was, you know, again, he was he worked, you know, he was his ostensible job was, I guess, as a, as a hand as uh, working backstage. But in the very first episode, he actually performs with uh, Fozzie doing uh, Simon Smith and his amazing dancing bear. So, mm, mm. so he's been kind of, so I guess you could say he's kind of the audience surrogate that he's the new guy that we follow. Oh, but, okay. Yeah. Yeah. That makes sense. Um, and of course, Skeeter was never an actual Muppet. But that doesn't mean she's not canonical because Richard Hunt, the creator of Scooter, loved her. And he said, and as far as he was concerned, yeah, Scooter really was a twin and we just never saw his twin. Yeah. Didn't they say, didn't she become an explorer or something? I think I remember. Yeah. And the recent, in the relatively recent Muppet Show comic book, Skeeter actually did return. And she said, hey, if you see my brother, tell him he's still a big nerd. <laughs> and she was she like a secret agent or something. And that's why we didn't see her. She was the uh, the uh, traveling mat of the Muppets. Yeah, that's a good way of putting it. So if you so if they ever bring the Muppet Show back a fourth time, that's what they should do. <laughs> yeah, it'd just be uh, her adventures going around. <laughs> all right, um, let's see. So what what other comics is that? All the comics that they look at. What other <laughs> comics do they do? Okay, there's a whole peanut segment where uh, where Kermit says goes to Piggy's uh, psychology booth and says, I have a deep-seated insecurity based on the fact that I'm short and green. Oh, yeah, and he can't draw either. Yeah. <laughs> Apparently. So, okay, so then they go, to, yeah, so, oh, what happens is they're, they're trying to draw their own car comics because they ran out of funny pages, and Animal has the idea to just uh, cut the panels out and uh, rearrange them into a new story. And so we have them actually bodily going from comic to comic. So first they end up in, first they go to the Peanuts uh, world and then they end up in Croc and then they end up in Hagar the Horrible, I assume, unless there's another Viking comic that you know of. Mm, I think, no, I don't think so. That's another one they don't mention the name of though. Yeah. That's when, that's when they get to uh, Alley Oop and uh, Gonzo rescues them from dinosaurs by teleporting them into his uh, Spaceman Spiff uh flying saucer and but the extremely waterson styled monster from his adventure is chasing them so so now we have a big uh big chase down and uh that's when nanny shows up and they're like did you have a good time kind kids i can't wait yeah i'd love to uh read the funnies with you as soon as you uh clean up this mess in the hall <laughs> gonzo yes and it's like and yeah this would have again. This would have taken you like less than a minute if everyone had pitched in. But no, you're 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 punishing you're punishing Gonzo for it, and you're also punishing yourselves. Yeah. Well, you know, maybe that's the real lesson here. Yeah. And of course, we end on once again Stan Lee staring at the camera, saying, "Sheesh." <laughs> uh, the most jizzed man in comics. <laughs> Um, so I, I guess so. Um, 
what it what, so I uh well what did you think of uh the Muppet Babies uh comic keepers? Uh it reminded me of how much I how much I enjoyed this show. Um of course sometimes sometimes I don't enjoy this show. You know one thing that I didn't like about it? The mm-hmm. song. Oh yeah, there was a song. Yeah, there was a song in, you know, the extremely shrill voice of Baby Piggy. And, you know, this was something that was going on in Saturday morning cartoons a lot at the time, Mm -hmm. that there were a whole bunch of shows where even though the characters couldn't sing, they had them sing anyway, not to entertain you, but because it made the show more profitable on paper. Really? How how so? Yes. Okay. So, you know, the Saturday morning Sonic the Hedgehog show that everyone loved that had all the the characters people love, like Bunny Robot and whatnot. Right. That show was canceled early, not because they had said everything they wanted to say, but because somebody did the uh, did the figures and found that having a show where they where they sing songs every week would actually make them more money on like through. I, I don't know what you'd call it, like uh, subsidies. I don't know why, but th- this was apparently something they did. So they canceled Sonic the Hedgehog and get, came up with Sonic Underground, the show where there are three hedgehogs and they're in a band and they sing every episode. Huh. Okay. How? That's weird. Um... Yeah. And it was and it was not an unusual thing. You ever watch like the adventures of Super Mario Brothers three where they had the extremely shrill voiced Koopaling singing? I do remember that, in fact. And it's it's so strange to me because they never like, you know, released a soundtrack album or anything. It was just like maybe that's why. Maybe if it was because you're using this to distribute a song, maybe it could be counted as a music video on paper. Huh. Well, it just makes me think of, you know, what is that? Uh, the kid was it kid kid video. Kid Do you video. remember that show? Oh, I loved that show. Kid Didn't video have... was. Yeah, that that show was pretty, pretty bomb, but they could never do anything with it because they, then they didn't have the rights to the music. Yeah. And they had original music videos at the end of each one. So, yeah, that's that's there's the tie in. Man, Um well, I guess that's probably why Kid Video basically got rebooted in the form of Captain N, the Game Master. Oh, yeah, yeah. Well, it's just like, OK, kids are tired of MTV. Let's do it over again with video games this time. Um, well, you know, um, I will say that, like, yeah, I enjoyed this episode and it did remind me of like, yeah, that. Oh, yeah. Muppet Babies was fun. It was a good show. Yeah. And it also reminded me like, yeah, I remember like being so excited to see the Sunday Funnies as a kid. This was, uh, yeah. you know, definitely a, a, a walk down memory lane, as they say, you know. Yeah. As a, you know, as a kid, I felt like shows like this talked down to me. But, you know, as an adult without, you know, with the with these feelings less fresh in my mind than they used to be, unfortunately, you know, I, I was like, hey, this does remind me of what it was like to be a kid. You know. Yep. Yep. Uh, can't go back again, though. No, no, you really can't. No matter how many times you wear that little sailor suit and no pants. <laughs> but, but you know, um, this was a, a fun little homage to the funny pages. And yeah, um, and I, I mean, it's kind of I will say the fact that they picked some like uh, maybe second tier comics kind of makes yeah. it more endearing. <laughs> that really does uh, make it stand out because, I mean, I don't know you. 
if you were going to do something that homaged comic strips, but with your own characters, would you pick Mary Worth in Apartment 3G? I would not. Well, you know what? Maybe I would, because now that I'm thinking about it, um, you wouldn't want Garfield to appear. He'd upstage your own guys. You know, that's true. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, it makes sense to kind of pick the, the shitty comics. Um, <laughs> uh, OK, now I understand what's going on here. Um, they were like, look, we can't if we if we bring in Garfield or Bloom County or Calvin Hobbes, everyone's going to realize that the moment babies is crap. So we're going to have them <laughs> talk to uh, Hager the Horrible instead. Um, you know, that's that's actually that actually brings back the whole problem with uh with Muppet Little Muppet Monsters, which was that because they had done the puppet segments to wrap around it, once you watched the Muppets the Muppet segments in comparison with the puppets, you're like, this is dog shit. It should have just all been puppets. <laughs> yeah, it should have been you know, I don't it's cheaper. I don't know why they didn't. <laughs> yeah. Uh well, actually, interesting if there had been a you know so twice there's been Muppet Baby stuff where it's just animated, just traditionally animated, just CGI. Is there ever going to be one where it's puppets? I mean, just wait. Seems like seems like something they should have tried by now. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. Um, man. Uh, well, we are only um, we're only in uh, 2023. Yeah. So, <laughs> well. Pretty soon it'll be time for Muppet Seniors. You got my Jarrett all. <laughs> I should, we should cut there, I think. <laughs> oh, I have one more thing to add. Oh, actually. yeah. Let's, let's hear it then. What's up? Oh, yes. Because this is this uh, episode should go live at about the time when hopefully the uh, the spring thing festival of uh, interactive fiction should be going live. And if anyone here has enjoyed us talking about Muppets, I hope you'll play my play and vote for my game, which is uh, tentatively titled at this point, uh, uh, A Problem on Your Hands, which is my big salute to Jim Henson and the Muppets uh, from, but it's also a uh, mascot horror game. So if you're into either of those things, give us a try, eh? <laughs> it sounds I've uh, I've heard the concept for this and it sounds very interesting. So I'm I'm uh, looking forward to this. Um, I am enthusiastic in getting it done. Very little of it is done right now. Let's see how much I can get done before. The <laughs> fingers crossed. Yeah. So uh, keep keep watch for that. What was that? What's that name again? Oh, uh, spring thing. And the the name is Easy Poshman. That's my real name. I don't actually have a name for the game itself just yet, but yeah, you know, it'll be there. <laughs> we'll link to it in the episode nice. the, on the Twitter. Yep. Yep. And in the, me and in the meantime, um, bye bye. <laughs> 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 <laughs>